back, everyone, to the Punk Rock Horror Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Cody. And today we are joined by the amazing, illustrious, humorous, and just OG millennial himself, James Vegas from Modern Day Escape. Thank by you. the way, this episode, I just want everyone to know James Vegas is thick AF. Welcome, James. <laughs> just got out of the gym. I'm trying to crank that blood sugar up. I'm sucking on some Swedish fish, so I'm feeling sexy. <laughs> 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 uh well james uh welcome to the show man i mean this is this is really exciting you know i i uh you're, you're here to talk about some very big things today you're here to hang out with us as well but what what what's the reason what what really brings you here today i don't know it's these guys emailed me and they offered me some some uh a bag of old milk and some cheese so i came <laughs> i don't know where am i well, i have no idea <laughs> i'm just oh, here uh, for the cheese and corn dogs i wouldn't I, touch the corn dogs they, they they're a little sketch they smell a little fresh <laughs> they're probably a little fresh right well anyways james you're you're here joining us today and again it's exciting to have you on thank you again uh but yeah you're you're part of uh, modern day escape this this fantastic band that's been around since like early early 1986 Okay. Nope. Mm-hmm. Ancient. Yeah. I'm an ancient tree of knowledge. <laughs> Modern Dayscape is kind of actually doing something really cool that uh, not a lot of other bands seem to be doing right now. And you're doing a virtual tour somewhat. You're going to other podcasts, and you, this is part of the Modern Day Escape podcast tour, correct? Yes, sir. You guys are on it. Your stop number, I'm not sure. Let me pull up a photo. well still it's an honor to be part of this so thank you for coming and 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 hanging out with us and talking to us so let's just jump right into it modern day escape assuming that some of our listeners haven't heard of who modern day escape is yet who is modern day escape and how did you guys come to be we were five gentlemen um that was called to the elven realm over a hobbit and we all agreed to help said hobbit take the ring to a mountain and throw it into a lava uh, mm. volcano. Did you simply walk there? Yeah, we we didn't just simply <laughs> cross the misty mountains. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we came together, one band to find them, and in the darkness bind them. So here we are. It's pretty much it. I, I hear those treacherous walks can be, be well, just that, treacherous and, and dangerous. I, I hear orcs are usually hanging around, and God forbid if you're lucky enough to get an eagle to ride on. Yeah, there's lots of trolls. <laughs> uh, keyboard warriors and trolls and Karens. Well, I deal with a lot of those. Oh, no, uh, not the Karens. Dude, yeah, dude. A, lot, a lot of rats. A lot of haters, a lot of those guys. Do you want to talk about some of the Karens and what you've had to deal with? So by the time this fully airs and it gets pushed on promotion, I will have already done this. So basically what I'm doing right now is I'm putting together a compilation, which I'll be doing as we're speaking, of the best and the worst comments, mostly the worst comments on the internet about Modern Day Escape specifically. (laughs) And I'm doing... I'm doing a fancy reading party with myself in front of a green screen, and I'm putting like a crackling fire in the background. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest thing. And I'm going to be ever. smoking a corn cob pipe, re- reading a uh, all the worst comments. Like this one I just pulled here from Reddit. I'll give you guys a little intro here, tasty <laughs> little tasty morsel of what I got to deal with on the internet. Uh, it's from Reddit, trying to have a good mood. Also, the singer of this band is the most dick, uh, the most ridiculous ego. I've seen them at a tiny venue once, minus 200 people. 
And he was outside talking to someone from one of the other bands and essentially said this, and I quote, all of these scene kids are trying to look like me. <laughs> can, can you confirm, did this happen? I'm going to put it at a 90%. Yeah. I, I, had, a, I had an addiction to alcohol, and uh, I, I would fly off the handle and say all kinds of silly, fun things. So I'm going to say most likely. <laughs> I mean, you got to own it, right? <laughs> like, yeah, it's true. It's true. I was a D-hole. It's fine. I understand. Yeah. I accept this. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, though. I, uh, most kids want to look like me. I, like, I, I, I do kind of like that in, in the sense that I do think that any musician has to have some sort of ego, right? Like, that ego is of kind course. of what fills your confidence. And you got to have that confidence on stage because I even talked about this with uh, Maria Beaumont from uh, Church Girls. It's cool when, when a band can, you know, isn't very lively. Like, yeah, that's just some of their stick. That's what they do. That's how they perform. Whatever. Mm -hmm. No shade on them. But also on the same time that, you know, with, with music, and we'll just use modern day escapes music in this example, you're coming to a show to hear this, you know, catchy, heavy music, you're going to expect a little bit of an ego, some confidence, a little bit of showmanship. I mean, uh, oh, I, I, I don't think having a little bit of an ego is that bad of a deal, to be quite honest. Yeah, and I was oozing with an ego <laughs> when I was younger. This is... Who knows when this was? This is probably back when we were touring, so I'm going to put this probably 2012. Let's keep in mind I was running five miles a day and training mixed martial arts at the time. So I was skinny, ripped, and handsome as butts. <laughs> so that I don't put it past me to say something cocky like that. But but you own it though, and, and, and <laughs> yeah. I think I think that kind of is a little is a little admirable. I mean, say what you want about people who have a big ego. If if they're owning their own mistakes and owning their own you know missteps, then uh, I feel like a little forgiveness can be forgiven. Yeah, that's and and would I say that now? No, definitely not. Like <laughs> I've calmed down. Time has settled in. You know what I'm saying? The old crow's feet are calling. We've dialed back now. So now that, now that we're surprised I used to be. Yeah, exactly. I get. I, I'm. I'm too tired to be cocky now. <laughs> I'm gonna save all for my energy for stage time. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna save my energy just for existing at this point. Before we get <laughs> yeah. any sort of performance, just waking up is getting taxing these days. So. <laughs> I, I'm confident in because of my skill set and how much I've honed it and I spent 20 years working on it, but I don't think uh, confidence and cockiness is, is by far different these days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you think is, between the two, I guess, what, what do you think would be most needed? A little cockiness or a little more confidence for musicians these days? I think it's a natural progression of life, especially outside of music just in general, as, even as a, as a man, you know? In your teens, you're ignorant. In your 20s, you're cocky. And then in your 30s, you just gain confidence. So I think it's a natural progression of life, especially being the front man of a band. It's a lot of pressure and different avenues. And you got to keep your head in the clouds or you'll sink. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like a, it kind of comes with the territory. Right. Even though you have, you know, these admirations and these ambitions that you're working towards, staying checked in reality is what not only will keep you humble, but what also makes it easier to work with and follow you along, along the journey. Yeah. Hum humbility is something I've learned over time. It's not something, it's not something that just happens. Life, life beat me, beat the, beat the butts right out of me and humbled <laughs> me up. 
the, in my in my latter 20s, I, I had a, a debilitating spinal injury and neck injury. I was attempting, poorly attempting, to be a uh, wrestler, an independent wrestler, if you will. It was after we had paused with modern day, and I was I was working five days a week construction training, like four, and then I was in the ring like at least three days a week. And I got put down on the mat wrong. Um, I kind of got a little injured at work that earlier that week, but I was kind of dusting it off. And then I got put down on the mat wrong and two compressed discs in my spine, one in my neck and a pinched sciatic nerve on my left side. That humbled me up real fast. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't walk for two weeks. I was bedridden and it took me a while to get back to walking functionally, like walking proper and then to the point where I was, you know, back to quote unquote normal and normal is not what my normal was prior to the injury, you know? Mm-hmm. You have to learn um, to live within a new normal. Exactly. And I don't, it's not something I talk about too much. Like people that know me know it, but it wasn't something that's like drastically advertised. It's like, well, look at James Vegas fail being a wrestler. It's not something <laughs> I, I talk about. You know what I mean? No, no, it's funny. No, I, I, t- I say this, I, I talk about it now because there's a lot of stuff that happened to me between when I paused modern day and now coming back, I lived like a deep, I did some crazy, crazy things. And um, yeah, attempting to be a independent wrestler and being injured was one of them. It sucks living with it, but it's like my fault. I chose to attempt it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I knew the risks that's on me, but the part that is a bummer, I don't care that much, but when people give me a hard time for being a, like a big dude, I'm already six one naturally. I'm tall. Mm-hmm. And I'm broad, I'm broad as a, as a barn door. Mm-hmm. Like I was born broad. You know what I mean? I've, I've literally three foot, about three foot vicinity of shoulders just existing. And then uh, the injury caused me to gain weight, especially not being on the road. And, you know, I was drinking a lot and trying to cope with the pain. And blah, blah, blah. So I went through a really dark time with depression, you know, without the band. Uh, my other bands I was trying were just, it wasn't working. I was drinking. I was injured and I was sad and I was in a dark place and the internet just rips on me for being, you know, thick AF. But what they don't know is I was going through a debilitated injury, you know, and trying to rehabilitate my body poorly because I was so depressed. I wasn't doing a great job mm-hmm. and I was just gaining weight and, you know, and I boosted up to like probably 265 was at my biggest. And then it's, I'm, I'm on my way down now and I'm going back to the gym now and training again now because we got the music video coming up and, I'm back in the public eye. I'm trying to get my quote unquote body back together. But it's just, it's a stupid thing that happened that I get ripped on all the time. People do not understand the struggle of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. How do you, uh, how do you navigate that though? When people are really kind of like pushing those buttons and trying to get you to react, you know, in a certain way. I mean, do I, do you do I, I don't want to say like do you fall for it because that doesn't sound like you, that makes it sound like you're not aware of what's happening but like is it hard to not give in to those types of moments when people are really pushing for it anybody who has any kind of feeling or in their chest it's gonna bother you but now you know at my age now I welcome the hate I actually am like feet on it now I think it's funny because if no one's hating on you then no one gives a damn about you you know what I mean mm-hmm. More the haters you get, the more successful you get. It's kind of like that uh, that meme of, of uh, the best compliment that a guitarist can give another guitarist, and it's just that smug look on the face, like, that's not impressive. <laughs> yeah. But no, like, you're right, though. I mean, there is 
I, I do think that there is something great about running with the momentum of compliments coming your way and, you know, saying like, hey, you're doing great or you'll get back in. And, but there's also something just as invigorating as taking hate coming towards you and wanting to do so damn good that they just continue to hate you. You know, exactly. That's that's perpetual success as far as I'm concerned, like hate. You know, it's it. They they say that that obsession that that obsession and love fall on a deep like line of hate. Well, and in the music community, just in in general, really like spiting and hating anyone because of how well they get established or their success, it, it, it's it's easy to fall into that. I mean, even we have done that, you know, via podcasts. It, it, you know, for context sake. But we've had to come back and be like, we don't actually hate those podcasts. We've never even talked to them. It's us hating ourselves because we know we could be doing better. And for you to be able to detach from that, in a sense, and just be like, you know what? Go ahead and keep on hating because I'm going to keep doing shit that's going to make you hate me even more. But it's going to yeah. propel my success. It's kind of badass, to be quite frank. I want it. I love it. I need it. I need more haters. If anybody listens to this and you want to hate, hate me. I want an <laughs> army of trolls, dude, just coming at me 24-7. me. <laughs> yeah, you, you heard it on the Punk Rock Horror podcast. James Vegas is the official troll slayer. <laughs> yeah, please. I'm ready. I'm lubed. Slide it in. Here we go. I'm, come on. I've He's got a deep it. wink, and I'll shave my legs. <laughs> so, okay, so you you, you, t- you took a pause, uh, modern day escape on pause. You, you were uh, you were working. You were you were working. You trying to become an independent wrestler, and right. then life came and and gave you a hard hand, and oh, then you right, had to learn right in the turkey to- tunnel. Right <laughs> a deep fist, elbow deep, just stuck it in. Deep gobbling all the way. But, but oh, yeah. made you made you its own puppet. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so now, now you're coming back. I mean, uh, I guess the one question I want to ask, and, and maybe it seems a little obvious, but I hope not, is is what was that turning sign that 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 signal that you need to go back into modern day escape, and this is what you want to do? What was that sign for you to do that? Well, I never, I never wanted to quit. You know what I mean? Like we never, modern day always got, uh, I, I'll say it to the end of the day and I say it in every podcast, modern day never got the attention that modern day deserved. And I'm not saying like me as in like, oh, I want people to look at me. Mm-hmm. As in like a lot of our recordings weren't that good. We didn't have the best producers, no hate on, on any of them. I love them all to death. You know what I mean? I don't feel that the music got its just dessert and the record label was robbing us blind and lying to us. So I never really got what it needed to get. And then it got to a point where it got so bad that I had to pull the plug, you know what I mean? And just, I needed to take a breath because I I just, I wasn't doing good, you know, with the alcohol addiction, the pr- depression, just in general, I'm naturally manic depressant and ADD, HD, and I have, and my anxiety is so bad. I, it's terrible. I just needed to get my head on, you know, straight as a human being, you know what I mean? And try to work through my own issues. How we got back together was we were playing Fortnite one night and don't judge me. Cause it was a, it was a one-time thing. I, <laughs> let me rephrase that. As, I've only okay. played it I, once. I swear. Okay, yeah. I had my spell with Fortnite. So no hating from here. We don't kink shame here. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're talking to two grown men who still play Pokemon go. So dude, same bro. Same. <laughs> <laughs> so, so no, hey, anyways, so you're playing Fortnite. Yeah, and my bassist, 
Spencer, who was on the last album with us as well. Him and I had recently connected through Call of Duty and just playing online games or whatever. And he's like, oh, I'm all about Fortnite. And I was like, whatever, I'll just jump on and see what happens. I was like, I can do this. I mean, within two minutes, not even, I got sniped by some child cussing me to the moon. Just blew my brains out and took all my nice armor and things that I had found, took all my goodies. And I was like, dude, I can't do this. And he goes, hey, man, what do you think about starting up the machine again? I was thinking about starting the band up again. I was like, no, absolutely not. I can't. I just, I was like, there's too much negativity and there's the spider web of crap, you guys, that I'm dealing with right now to fix from the record label and past members of what they did to this band is insane. The amount of garbage I'm going through, just trying to clean this band up, make it a working machine again, you know, like a proper running machine is insane. So much negativity. So I told him, I was like, dude, it, it put me through real rough times and dark times with the, what the label did and said to us and twisted me up and did, you know, tore me up and treated me terribly. I'm like, I can't do it, dude. I just don't have the heart for it anymore. Even though I know I was lying to myself because I wanted, I wanted this more than anything. Like at the end of the day, for lack of better terms, with all due respect to everybody who's in this band, the large sum of creativity and the creative process and the, the things that happened that garnered the most attention was from myself and the ideas that I had. Did I get credit for them? Absolutely not. But will I in, in the future? 100%. So yeah, I, he just kept picking at me and picking at me and, want, and telling me, come on, man, come on. And then one day I was like, you know what? F it, dude. Let's go for it. Whatever. Why not? The band I was in at the time, I had started another metal band. It was, it just took a dump or sorry, it was a pop punk band. It was, I found out the guitarist of that band uh, was a registered sex offender. Holy um, shit. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're telling me, dude. Like, Jesus. James is like, yeah, tell me about yeah, it. Yeah, you're fucking telling me. Yeah, I, I, won't, I won't say who it was, obviously, from the band, but it was, it was a member of the band. And I'm talking like, the, the guy was a different character. I always knew something was off, but I couldn't really put my finger on it. And someone had left a comment on that band's thing and said, like it was like somebody's ex-girlfriend or something. I don't even know. And somebody's like, yeah, and this band was a bunch of a-holes and did it. And the one, the one blah, blah, blah is a registered sex offender. I was like, oh, oh uh, excuse me? <laughs> uh, I was like, I know you're not talking about me. I was like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not diddling no kids over here, dude. Relax. I was like, it's not me. And then I was like, hey, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I was like, is, who, who are you speaking of? They're like blank, blank. And I was like, no way, dude. <laughs> So I looked into it, and lo and behold, there the dude is on the FBI's kitty diddler list. And I was like, oh, oh my God. I was like, oh, my clowns. Like, I've been with this guy for the last, I don't know, year and a half, writing really great music, hanging out at the guy's house, blah, you know what I mean, living, you know, your best best mate's life, you know, with him. And then all of a sudden you find out at one point in time he got in trouble for doing stuff he shouldn't have done. So I pulled the plug on that band. I was like, dude, I can't, I can't have my professional name attached to some guy who's touching kids wee-wees or something yeah. <laughs> or little girls or whatever it was I, I was like i just i won't be a part of this dude this is horrible so i pulled the plug on that and i called will and i was like dude i think this is a sign let's let's go let's get back on the horse and i was like let's just have fun with it let's not take it too serious let's just cut an album and we'll put it out and see what happens and it's been a funkin journey a, a hard freaking journey when i say lord of the rings i feel like guys coming into this gathering up everybody is literally lord of the rings like do you, do you feel like hard. you're uh you're gandalf or uh who, who do you feel like uh, you would be 
At this point in time, yeah, Gandalf. As much as I don't want to be Gandalf, I want to be Strider. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want to be Aragorn because I want to be all cool and like kiss Liv Tyler and those big juicy lips and <laughs> that's, that's, ride that's on horses. Yeah. yeah. And I let her whisper Elvin into my ear holes. Uh, no, unfortunately, <laughs> time has beat me down and I am Gandalf. <laughs> no, well, hey, hey no. he comes back as the white wizard. True. And saves the land. He like, does. He does come over that ridge and, and takes that moment where everybody was shitting themselves because they might die into a moment of shitting themselves because they're not going to die anymore. <laughs> that is true. Gandalf came in and clapped some cheeks. There's no doubt about that. That's oh, yeah, for sure. You know, he's the ultimate troll hunter, too, because bet money, he was at the top of that ridge, like just peering down. I was like, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. All right, now. <laughs> <laughs> so see, so, being at, and also he has like giant eagle friends that he can, you know, sometimes get a ride from if they feel like it. He has sick fireworks, dude. He smokes the long, what is the long bottom leaf? Is that what yeah. it is? <laughs> I don't, Did I don't you know smoke, that his but, pipe actually inserts into his staff? I did. I found that out. And actually, it, dude, my like that meme online with the dude in like in a black shirt, he's like, with like the galaxy <laughs> on his head, dude. That was me. I was like, no way. That's so sick. Like, I want, I wish I could smoke marijuana. Unfortunately, I'm allergic to THC, so I cannot. Mm-hmm. I wish I could smoke marijuana so I could uh, I could just be Gandalf. For you, could, uh, you could always get one of those bubble-blowing pipes, and uh, that, yeah. that'd be pretty epic. You'd come in as Gandalf, like, legitimately dressed up as Gandalf, staff and everything. Give a Gandalf-like type of speech. And just like maybe recreate the most iconic scene from the all three movies, the "You shall not pass" with the Balrog scene. But <laughs> after that, you just take a little hit from just. Boop, 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 boop. With that said, I think you guys will enjoy our next music video because I <laughs> may, may not have already have a scene written in there for something similar to what we're talking about. So I, I think oh, uh, oh, nice! Oh, that, that was completely <laughs> by accident. So. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was. Our music video we're doing, a uh, the director actually came over today uh, to my house so we can go over some of the script. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of pop culture references and things that I'm a huge fan of that I'm low-key sliding in. So nice. there's going to be a ton of Easter eggs that, like, things that we're referencing. Uh, I don't, I don't want to give it all away, but definitely some Lord of the Rings in there. Definitely some Back to the Future. Definitely some E.T. Uh, there's a handful of others, too, that, that are coming. So pretty excited. Nice. Speaking of your music video, what song is it going to be? On the 10th, it's for our, our new single, Worst Kind of Curse. Uh, okay. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And may, and may I ask, what was the inspiration behind the song? Um, so not only is it our heaviest song to date that we have done as a band, now is it nice. comparable to, I don't know, like the, the heavier side of Devil Wears Prada or, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, a name entering any band or whatever. No, you know what I mean? But yeah. for this band, it's the heaviest song I've ever written. And it's very emotionally driven. We are hoping it to be the, you know, one of two main singles on this record. So it's a pretty important song to us. You know how bands like, every, all, you know, you pick a song, you know, bands will pick one or two songs from a record and like, dude, these are the ones that are going to make us. Mm-hmm. We're, we're hoping that these this is one of two, one of two of the songs that are going to kind of reignite the, machine more you know what i mean yeah i went through a tough breakup prior to my other half now tough breakup of five years that was very violent and i was abused physically as much as that sounds stupid to say publicly but it's true 
Oh, no, it well, happens, man. Like, I'm, uh, I've come from several relationships of, of abuse. Like, it was more verbal and mental, but I know where you're coming from. Well, we, I've also been in a rela- uh, was in a relationship where I was abused, and I had a hard time even just saying I was in an abused relationship. Yeah, you so don't want to admit it. As a man, you don't want to say that some yeah. shit. I get where, we get where you're ass. coming from, but yes. yeah. <laughs> I, we just more so just want to, before you continue to say that you are in a safe place, you're not going to get any judgment here at all. Yeah, no, not from you, just the internet, but that's okay. <laughs> I want, to, I want to call, call me, call me a wuss, that's fine. But then again, okay, you're that. the troll slayer, so it doesn't matter yeah. what they say. Yes, with my peepee sword. <laughs> all right, I'm sorry, I, we didn't mean to take over, uh, go, if you want. No, no, to you're good, you're good. And let me preface my PP sword slaying troll capabilities is for 18 and up trolls. Any, any, <laughs> that, that's male, female, angels, demons, dogs, sea people. It's fine. As long as you're 18 and up, I will slay you with my PP sword. <laughs> and you got to be careful <laughs> on the sea people. On the internet. Yeah, sea, sea people. You like how I said that? I wanted to make sure we're not, you know, pigeonholing anything there. I want to make sure it's a full formation. Okay. Yeah, they <laughs> might be real. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want to upset any sea people out there, so I don't want to. <laughs> I've read comics. Wanna... We've seen how angry they can get. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't... <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, dude. I've got plenty. Of... The Little Mermaid, seen it, got it. Um... <laughs> so I had come from a very abusive relationship, and unfortunately, ended physically abusive too, which was the terrible thing. And not from me to her, her from her to me. Unfortunately, I had to actually call the police. And have her arrested because she uh, swung a tire and iron, tire iron and, and hit me with it in the shoulder. Jesus. And uh, she knocked me to the ground like three or four times whilst trying to change her tire. In a fit of drunken rage, she attacked me. Um, <laughs> yeah, which very I will counterproductive. Leave, yeah, I will leave. I will leave anybody nameless in these crazy stories I tell. Um, anyways, uh, so obviously it set me into some PTSD, uh, you know, mental instabilities, blah 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 blah, and out came worst kind of curse. And the song is about love is the worst kind of curse, you know what I mean, in a poetic mm-hmm. way. So it's one that you want to be cursed with until it turns sour and then it becomes the worst kind of curse, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so it's, it, it sounds like through all this and then when this happened that art was still your go-to, the, the, your, you know, your fallback, your security blanket, everything that kind of comforts you in these type of hard moments when you do need to cope and you do need to reflect. Um, would you agree with that? Yeah, honestly, it really is. I remember sitting outside the courthouse, like, just in tears, just bawling, because I just, the person that I had, had been in love with for the last five years of my life, I had to put them in jail for putting their hands on me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And to see them come through, like I'm on the other side of the glass, and they, I had to show up and they to tell them I'm not pressing charges or whatnot. So like the, the emotional, like overwhelming and the, the sense, the senses overload, do, seeing that and then going and sitting in my car, knowing that all this happened, I just, I started writing like in my car, I was like just bawling, man. And like tears were like hitting my phone, you know, messing up my, my numbers and stuff. Cause you know, your tears come out all warm and phone, you know, come, is sensitive to heat. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember just trying to type in like these lyrics, man, just, you know what I mean? Just ripping me to shreds, you know what I mean? Just, just murdering me. And yeah. yeah so if it was, if I didn't have the musical outlet I did, I don't know if I would still be here, at least not in this form I'm in now, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I want to give you a huge thank you for being willing to be that open and vulnerable, James. I know that's a lot to talk about and that's very sensitive to talk about too. So thank you. 
for sure, man. I, I, I'm sorry you both have been through that. It's, it's for male or female or, or however you identify, no one deserves to go through that. And unfortunately, <clears throat> life will put you and the other person in positions that you may not want to be in on either side of the fence. And it's just a terrible situation. And I'm kind of glad. I know it's a little darker than I expected to go with this, but I'm actually glad we're talking about this because maybe some other people will hear it and maybe they won't feel alone. You know what I mean? Because I didn't know that other do. I mean, I assumed I'm not an idiot that people go through this, but I mean, the both of you been through this, you know what I mean? That feels good. It feels like, I'm okay, I'm not such a you know loser. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, it, it, you, you're, you're hitting right on it. You know, James, facts of the matter is, is uh, abuse in general, regardless of how you identify or what you identify as is something that you should never have to experience and something that should never happen to anyone regardless. And it also needs to be okay to talk about it. Fact of the matter is, is that, you know, uh, us guys need who, and those who identify as such, need to feel okay. Like we can talk about this and not feel like our entire manhood's being put on the line just because we're allowed to have feelings for one moment. And so it's good that we're talking about this. And also here on the show, we're definitely nothing new to approaching the topics of mental health and serious topics like that every now and then. So I'm glad that we could have, you know, even just a little bit of this conversation here and then you get to be somewhat of an advocate for it. I mean, that's really what modern day is all about, to be honest with you. It's, it's modern day escape is my poems for no one you know, or anyone who cares to listen. And it's my escape. And I've, I've been writing everything, obviously, besides like when I would write about like zombies and werewolves, and <laughs> <laughs> Dracula and all these goofy things I wrote about, you know, I wrote a song, you know, World of Warcraft, outside of things like that, uh, just because I loved it so much, I wanted to write about it. But sans that a lot of it is deep, you know, poems of things that I've been through. And I've, there's like a song that we have called like love is a perfect murder. Right. It was back from 2006 or seven. And I wrote lyrics about crashing my girlfriend's car at the time and trying to light it on fire. And the cops found me. That happened. I really did that. I came in and I found her with another guy in our, in our home, you know, in our apartment. And I decided that my inebriated state, I was going to take her vehicle. And I was going to wreck it. And I did just that. <laughs> then I tried to light it on fire. <laughs> the cops got me before. Look, I, was I mean, too, I was fire too drunk. Is everything. I was lighting my cigarette. And I was too drunk to throw it, and the cops caught me and dragged me out of there. <laughs> Believe it or but not, that happened. We, it's a real destruction thing. of property is also something that's talked about on this show a lot of times. <laughs> I was a violent gentleman, and I was I was I was out of my mind from the age of. I left home when I was 17 and I had a really dodgy home life. So at 17 to, I probably relaxed when I got injured at around 31, I think 31 is when I got hurt or 30 or 31 is when I got injured. So from that, those years, I was a kind of a crazy person. <laughs> I was kind of going nutsy for a long time. And then people started giving me money and alcohol and going, good job. Keep going. We love you. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you guys are really making mistakes, but I'll keep going sick. <laughs> All right. Feed the machine. Let's yeah. Consequences come later. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I'm your problem now. Let's see what happens. <laughs> You're paid for this. You got to deal with it. Yep. So I was a wild child, man. It's I. I I talked to my my wifey now, and she's like, I can't. She's so nice. She's the nicest person in the world. 
She's a little, she's just to preface it. She's a little Indian lady. So I say lady, she's a little Indian girl, girl like 20, 28 now. And she goes, um, she's like, I, I can't see you being like this. She's like, that, there's no way. And I'm like, you don't know me. <laughs> I'm like, you have no clue. <laughs> just like, I'm like, it's good you, you can't see me like this because you wouldn't want to date me if you did. <laughs> I've told her a thousand times. I was like, if you met me, I was like, I would have given you the best night of your life, aka best 30 minutes you've ever had. <laughs> And I'm like, and I would have never called you again. <laughs> because like, I was a monster. <laughs> yeah, I was a terrible person. I'm like, so I'm like, it's a good thing you met me when you did. And I, I was way calmed down. I was like living by myself downtown, just keeping my head down, doing security work for a couple bars. And I was like, it's a good thing you met me then because I was like, you <laughs> You wouldn't you wouldn't want to hang out with me for very long. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I know the same thing because anytime I like tell stories around my fiance or when me and her talking about stuff before me and her met, <laughs> I always she always like, no, you didn't. That's not no. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I used to be a terrible human being too. <laughs> She's just like, yeah. And I was like, if we ever knew each other, like before you met me, you would not have liked me whatsoever. <laughs> I also had similar talks with my wife. She's like, I would have loved to met you in high school. I wish we went to the same high school and got to hang out. And I was like, no, no you, you wouldn't. You would have hated me. You would have <laughs> loathed my existence. And she's yep. like, no, I would have thought you were cute. You would have thought I was cute from afar. Then you talk to me and then we go all out the window at that point. Yeah, this guy's <laughs> a douche. Goodbye. <laughs> exactly. See ya. See, my, my fiance would looked at me in high school and was like, man, this dude's a man whore. <laughs> and she's like, you weren't that bad. I was like, let me put it to you like this. On the lowest scale of it, I was wearing an Iron Maiden shirt every single day of the week. Yeah. And I had an Iron Maiden shirt for every specific day of the week. Yeah. That was the lowest. <laughs> of, uh, uh, you know, the least offensive stuff I could do. You don't want to know <laughs> what would happen when I would get all uppity. Dude, I, I think I'm the, I think at one point in time, I had a Iron Maiden shirt for every day of the week. <laughs> I, I, I was wearing a Hot Topic and I'd get them for either cheap or free. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. dude, just, yeah. I love, I love, Iron Maiden's merch is sick. I mean, who doesn't yeah, want to work? Awesome. You can't not, like, how would, you're like, oh, I don't want to look all cool and metal. It's like, nobody says that. <laughs> nobody says I that. I still that. wear my killer shirt, and I still get compliments. I'd be like, yeah, I love that band, great album. I'm like, this is, like, the most common shirt that, like, everybody wears, though. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to hate on it. I, I, I wear it for that. I mean, it's Eddie the zombie with a bloody hatchet in his hand. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's all time, all time. Who can get mad? <laughs> anyway, so so coming back for coming back from talking about uh, our, our stuff, our, <laughs> yeah, our deep stuff, our bro moments and whatnot. Yeah, we can get weird if you want. We can switch it up to everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll switch it up. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play mood. horror games. Do you do you mind playing a horror game with us? Uh, did you say we're gonna play horror games? Horror. Horror. Oh, horror. I thought it was a sexy games. <laughs> I mean, I think horror games are sexy. Horror yeah, like, games are sexy. <laughs> Jokes on you, my mom's in fishnets, so. <laughs> I don't know why she shows me all the time. These uh, <laughs> look nice. But I Trust felt me, like I, it was important I, to I add exactly it to this why. conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> All right. So uh, with it being the beginning of spooky season at the time of this recording, season's coming along. It's obviously Halloween. We all know what time it is. So we're going to be jumping into the topic of actually re-expanding on the topic of witches in horror movies. So it, in the spirit of that, this game is called Summoning Circle. And I'm pretty sure you can figure out what it is before I even have to explain it. But uh, your job is to either, and you can you can choose. You can either choose to summon one person or your every member of your band. But you need to pick five items that would need to be used as conduits to summon your either the one member or all the members. So, what would those <laughs> items be? All right, uh, for my bassist, just right off the bat, a banana. <laughs> Why a banana? <laughs> Okay, so if you watch, like, if for the future, if you guys are bored, just gander at Modern Day's upcoming promotional content or just in general. Uh-huh. Everything we do since we've been back and will be back will have a banana, Loki, in in the, everything. Nice. Um, he's forever eating bananas. I don't know. His nickname is Skeletor because the kid's just basically bones and skin. And he's just forever just chomping on bananas. I don't know. It's just, it's Will. It's what he does. He eats bananas. He looks and... I need to get my potassium milk, bro. I guess, dude. He The kid had a, I mean, just to preface it, he had a real wacky accident, and he had to have half of his intestines removed. So he has to eat all these strange items consistently to stay, like, nutritionally alive, I guess. And bananas (laughs) is the number one item he must consume for uh, life, I guess. I don't know. So... For Will, it's going to be a banana. Um, <laughs> okay, okay, all right. For our drummer, Justin, it's probably going to be a weed pipe. Mm-hmm. It's definitely going to be a, some sort of a hash pipe. Do you, do you, should we ask for you to expand on why? <laughs> dude, the kid's just forever, he's forever ripped, dude. He is smoking. <laughs> he shops at the green grocer and he smokes the devil's lettuce. And that's his life. That's what he does, dude. <laughs> Just he sounds like this all the time. He's like, yeah, dude. He's like, all right, I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Justin, are you, how high are you? He's like, <laughs> pretty big, dude. And he's just forever stoned. The guy's just, he's just a walking pot leaf. Um, so his his is going to have to be a either a baggie of weed and or a hash pipe to bring him back. Um, all right. Uh, Caleb, I think it's going to have to be a... Dungeons and Dragons minifigure. Nice. Our our rhythm guitar. So that's what you're gonna have to use to get him back. Does he uh, um, does he paint minifigures as like a hobby or? So yeah, he plays D and D big time. Um, for the video coming up, we actually got custom modern day escape Dungeons and Dragons figures. What? Done. <laughs> that's pretty yeah, tight. I, Man, I'd I want uh, one. <laughs> I spent a long time designing all of them, and there's five figures we'll come back to the summoning circle there's five figures of modern day that are all custom and we're going to be selling them so don't worry Fuck yeah. um, I, uh then there's um we got a character called he's a bear uh tiger or bard tiger because mm-hmm. in the holding hands video we say who put the tiger in the bathroom from you know play on of uh um hangovers hangover thank you our symbol animal symbol is a rat um so we have a rat boy a uh, little figure guy too. So we got five in the band, and then in the there's a there's five six there's seven figures total. I can't tell you what the seventh one is because the video's not out, 
Once worries. the video comes out, the seventh figure will make sense. Okay. So it's five in the band plus three uh, things that all mean something to the band for like why. So we made seven figures. So we're releasing custom MDE set of seven D&D figs for a full campaign, as well as custom MDE dice. So that is, is fucking cool. <laughs> let, let me guess, the seventh figure is a banana. <laughs> no, well, Will, <laughs> so Will's, he has a side character that he that he dresses up as called Hallway Horse. Okay. It's a thing we, we made up on tour. It was when the horse masks first came out. Mm-hmm. It was long before um, that show on Netflix with the horse. I forget his name. Bojack. Uh, Bojack. So basically, it's very odd. We came up with uh, Hallway Horse, and he was in a he was in underwear, a suit topper, a tie, some sort of boots and or socks. And then the horse mask, and that was that's Will's character. Later on, Bojack came out, and it's almost almost to a T exactly what he wore for the hallway horse thing back in two thousand. <laughs> I don't twelve, I think, is when we came up with hallway horse. Uh, anyway, so Will is a skeleton bow and arrow wielding figure holding a banana, riding on a miniature donkey style horse. That nice. is his minifig. I also just want to say that really enjoy in the gloating about minifigures because we might be one of the few podcasts that can get as equally as excited as you are about it. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm stoked, I, man. I'm going to get a set. Where, yeah, where, where you're talking to fellow D&D nerds. Maybe I'll probably, if you guys have access to a 3D printer, I'll just I'll hook you up with the, the files and you can just print your own if you want. I'm gonna go make a friend with somebody who has a 3D printer now. Yeah, I'll save you money. You can just maybe get someone to get you materials and save you money. Um, Actually, I do know someone that has a 3D printer that I actually do play D and D with, so it's all appropriate. Well, I'll hook you up with a custom set of modern day escape minifigs and dice. Oh man, no! To return the favor, we're gonna have to hook you up with like a custom uh, punk rock horror podcast mystery box and, and send it to you guys. It must have bananas, corn dogs. That's all. Okay. I ask. Well, we'll do what we can. I promise. I can't. I can't guarantee that it's going to taste good by the time it gets to you. But we'll do what we can. Preferably gluten-free, vegan uh, corn dogs. Just saying. So. <laughs> okay. that's, that's my life. I'm a vegetarian and almost borderline vegan, and I'm celiac, so I have to stay gluten-free. So that's that's my nightmare. I'll find okay. it. Uh, I'll figure it out. If not, I'll at least write down a recipe for you. And <laughs> like, sorry, James, this is what I have to do. <laughs> I'll, I'll cook them while I'm in the tub. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah. uh, so back to, the <laughs> back to it. Back yeah, to back it. to the summit, summoning circle. Uh, for Jack, oh man, the kid is so out there. He is such a different breed. I wouldn't even know. Maybe Jack a Frank is so Zappa strange. Album? <laughs> he's like, uh, I don't know, bro. He's, he's like, he he goes to or he just graduated from Berkeley. So I don't know if you know anything about Holy millennials shit. that went to Berkeley, but they're a different breed. You, you he's like, like, hey man, you can get a my graduated from Berkeley shirt, I guess. Yeah, maybe do something. <laughs> it's just. I can't, I don't even know what he likes, dude. He always talks about these turkeys in his yard. So maybe maybe we'd have to get a live turkey or something. <laughs> no, know. it'd have to be a turkey He's... collar. So it's just the gobbler. <laughs> it, yeah. Bear with us. We are having connectivity issues. We'll be right back to the Bunk Rock World Podcast in just a second. Hey, oh it was the recording. God. Okay. Woo. We're Sorry. live. What happened? 
What happened? We have no idea. <laughs> we just like connection got interrupted for some reason, and it like went into the forever buffering circle. So we're still recording. Recording still okay, going on. I was like, wow. I was like, I, I was like, I just go. I was like, yeah, Jack's half Asian, and then I said something that would have been technically culturally insensitive, <laughs> and I go, I was like, I was like, I was like, my bad. I was like, I mean, Caucasian and Asian, and. uh <laughs> I was like, and then all of a sudden got dead silent. And I was like, great. Officially <laughs> offended them and they have left. I was, like, nope. I was like, that's an odd thing to be offended about. But I was like, that is fine. I was like, I was like not, nothing I'm not used to. Here we are. <laughs> no, our, our computer just took a poop for a second. We're all sitting here like, oh, shit. Yeah, oh, we, shit. We got worried we lost the entire recording there. We were just like, what's going on? It's like, I don't even know if it's still recording. Just don't touch anything. Yeah, I was just sitting here spinning in my chair, just saying hello, and then staring at the ceiling. I was like, hello? <laughs> I, just, I was like, they'll come back, or they won't. I'll just play Tony Hawk if they do not. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I'm I glad pre- you waited. <laughs> Thank you yeah. for waiting. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This this podcast better change the world. I'm waiting for what we've been pushing off for weeks now. What is this? Yeah, <laughs> it just everything keeps happening, right? To to, to try to throw. Surprise! Weren't like, hey, dude, my dog got COVID, bro. Can't do the meeting today. So maybe ne- maybe next month. Perfect. Cool. Um. All right. So coming back to it, uh, did you want to finish what you were talking about with what, with the summoning circle? What you would use to get, to get Jake? So, so yeah, we'll just we'll rehash. So for Will, the basis, we're gonna get a banana. For the Got drummer it. Justin, we will have some sort of paraphernalia uh, doing of the marijuana. <laughs> for the rhythm guitarist, Mister Caleb, who is like seven foot nine, he's a beast. His would be a D and D miniature fig. Uh, I don't remember what his specific one was, but he's he's all hot up on. But we made him into a – he looks like basically Andre the Giant with a club. That's what his oh, figure nice. looks like. Got it. Or two axes on his back. He looks like an Andre the Giant with two axes. And then Jax would have to be a – I went to Berkeley, and all I got was this dumb T-shirt with a turkey on it. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so that, that would be his. Well, uh, uh, solid choices all around. I, uh, what, what do you think they would pick to summon you? Uh, the, the 1996 issue of Sable Playboy Edition. <laughs> <laughs> or the one with, probably the one with China on it. Let's just be realistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, RIP, RIP. Yeah, the Playboy, the, the special edition WWF China cover magazine from Playboy 1998. Or whatever it was, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's a classic. Yeah, um, for a lot of reasons. <laughs> that or like a buy one get one free expired coupon from like Auntie Anne's pretzel place in the mall. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Even like just because I can't eat pretzels, they would do it just to spite me. Be something around there. <laughs> so. You summoned me with gluten. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just oh, James's pretzel—it's so soft. It was baked at the right temperature. You're you're really missing out. <laughs> I do. I have a bro. I have a deep soft spot for pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> I I almost murdered a guy once for a pretzel. Oh, my clowns. That's on a different level. <laughs> That's a different different vibe tonight. 
Okay, so modern day escape is coming back there. They're they're hitting the ground strong. You already have one signal out called Sunny Places and Shady People. Oh, man, that song's lit. <laughs> Thank you. I've been digging it. And with that, we're also, you're coming out with another video. You're coming out with D&D minifigures, and you're doing this podcast. Or where, where are you going to, what podcast are you going to be hitting next? And where can people follow along with you? Now, see, now I actually have to go to Facebook and actually look because I, <laughs> I don't, dude. I'm so, I'm so trash at remembering anything, let alone like tour dates. Even when I, I was on tour and people were like, where are you going to be tomorrow? Because they like wanted to go to the show and I hang out. I'm like, uh, you tell me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Google it. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be a D-hole. I just, I literally was just stupid and just drunk and didn't know. I just had no idea. I was just a big dumb buffoon. Uh, I'm, I'm begging to get to my Facebook here. Hold on. There we go. Profile. There we go. But, all right. Where are we at? We're on the punk rock. Okay. So technically, if this was happening when it was supposed to be happening, uh, September 27th was the actual date. And today is the October 3rd. So we're a bit off of that. All right. Our bad. It's okay. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just smacking your beans. Yeah, it's, uh, it's okay. We, we didn't hate ourselves enough already. Yeah, exactly. Cries in, cries in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. um crazy so <laughs> yeah so the next one will be october 8th so i'm assuming that's next weekend with horror versus reality podcast i'm i'm a little indifferent on how well it's gonna go it, they want me to do homework and there's a i i quit high school for a reason okay <laughs> i don't do well with authority rules or like research and homework type thing so basically they want me to watch a movie they asked me to pick a a horror movie that was based off real events i don't want i don't like that for i like horror that's not real you know what i mean like right hellraiser right mm -hmm. clearly no dude's gonna roll up wearing some kind of bondage outfit with 16 nipple piercings <laughs> and spikes all over his head upstairs and downstairs and throw a ball with spikes into my skull and then peel my flesh off that's not gonna happen obviously you're gonna walk out of your house now, now somebody's gonna walk by with that exact description <laughs> yeah, they're like give me your skin and your butthole <laughs> like well this took a frightening turn of events i'm like you can take the butthole leave the skin deal all right sick. <laughs> um, so i you know what i mean so i don't i'm not really into the reality horror like i don't like like the like the edward you know the the gacy you know horror mm -hmm. or anything like chopping mm -hmm. people up it's uh, it freaks me out dude i'm not i'm not trying to live in reality i'm trying to get out of it so that's why i watch freddy krueger you know what i mean jason Bor, you know friday 13 jason Voorhees, nightmare on stream something like texas chainsaw massacre is too realistic dude i've been through texas i've Who's got the horn going off? Uh, uh, some asshole at Taco Bell. Yeah, sorry. Oh, okay. there's, there's a street guys, outside of where we record. Taco Bell. Oh, do you guys live next street. to Taco Bell? Or yeah, we yeah. I, I live right across the street. Legitimately less than like two minutes to get to it. It's it's <laughs> it's a 30-second walk. We record <laughs> in the dumpster behind Taco Bell. Yeah, basically. <laughs> We're just gonna say that well, it's in, in a recording studio. Yeah. <laughs> If it helps you out, because have you seen the Nightmare on Elm Street movies? I have. Okay. I think I've seen most all of them. Maybe maybe skipping one or not remembering it, you know? So if it helps you out for your movie based on real events, Nightmare on Elm Street is actually based off of real events. 
Oh, dude, farts on my eyes. I wish I would have known. Oh, God. I wish I would have known that. I, I, the only thing I could think of in my brain was like, I go, the seven? Is that, is that, did that happen? No. And it's she, based uh, off true events. Yeah. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street's actually based off of this entire epidemic that happened in South Africa. And all these kids and young adults were claiming that they were being chased by the boogeyman in their sleep. And then, like, within a week after they would claim these things, they would be found dead from their sleep. Like, they, no one knows what would happen to them whatsoever. And that was kind of, like, the basis for Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, well, I wish I'd known that. So I ended up picking the movie Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I mean, that's still a really good movie. Yeah, it is. I remember it being good, but I was like, did, did this, this had to happen? I'm sure. And I think it is based off a real reporter who went around mm-hmm. and like filmed wacky stuff. I don't even remember the movie really. I just remember Jake Gyllenhaal being creepy. That's all I remember. I was mm-hmm. like, that's the only two things that my brain goes, these happened. Like that's <laughs> seven and Nightcrawler. I was like, out of all the stuff I could have picked, those are the ones I picked. So didn't say the know. conjuring that would have worked. Oh, dang. See, dude, where are you guys last week, bro? And you wrote me out. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm like sweating. I'm like, I don't know, dude. You're, you're, you're going to get even more annoyed, James. I just confirmed it. But uh, basically, so Nightcrawler isn't directly based on any true story. It's a mix of social commentary and true stories plucked from around the globe. Uh, that's, uh, what it is is what it is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you can also like lay the claim that it's loosely based off of Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. Okay, all right. That's what he would do. Like there? he would, he used to like stalk the people of L.A. and then would break into their houses if they weren't locked and stuff like that. And Jake Gyllenhaal kind of does that, except with crime scenes, or he See, makes his I, own. When I lived in L.A., I did the same thing, except for I'd just come in and masturbate on their couch and leave. <laughs> you so wake would... up in the morning, what the fuck is that white stain on my couch? <laughs> just yeah, as, you, <laughs> as you run by afterwards, just, <laughs> you'll never catch me. <laughs> Justine! <laughs> <laughs> Wearing a horse mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, okay, so there we are. All right. It happened. Um, so, we have officially degraded this podcast. Ten yeah, percent lower than it has ever been. Right? Yeah, we, we make the same joke all the time. We're like, hey, look, the bar's already been set low enough. At this point, might as well. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No James Cameron in here. The bar's way low. No, we're all Michael Bay. And our we're too cool for James Cameron, let's be honest. <laughs> I can dig it. I can dig it. Um, so before we wrap up today and send you on your way to play some more Tony Hawk, of course, the last question oh, yeah. we want to ask before we ask where everybody can support you is what is, not that you haven't already, but what is another crazy story you're willing to share with us from a show that you have played or you have attended that you think would be really entertaining to hear? That. Unless it <laughs> unless it puts you at the scene of like a murder crime for some <laughs> reason, you, you're allowed to talk about whatever you want to talk about. No, I always uh, Ted Bundy was at one of our shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I always wiped my fingerprints off the windows. I slid through. <laughs> it was more after the shows. Like the shows were just crazy and fun and cool. You know what I mean? And and uh, all the modern day community, everybody was really great, and I missed them. I'm I'm pumped to see them again. But it was the after the shows where things got strange. You know what I mean? 
There's one that I always I always talk about. I need to get more because I don't think about this enough. You know what I mean? I need mm-hmm. to sit down and be like, okay, brain, we're going to work. <laughs> um, <laughs> one that sticks out to me was it was after a show, I think it was North or South Carolina. We were literally get, packed up in the van in our crappy Dodge Ram van. I don't know, 2000-something. I mean, it was like 2011. And we're leaving and we're getting ready to pull out the parking lot. All of a sudden, this girl like is like, Ka-tong! she grabs the like the the window is cracked and throws her hands in the window, and she jumps on the side because you know it's got the princess step built in. You know what I mean? Yeah. The dog, yeah. eighteen passengers. Yeah. And she's like, "Hey," and we're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> You're just it's like, dark. Hi. It's pitch. It's pitch black. No, we weren't. We're like, because it was out of nowhere. And she's like, "Hey," we're like. We're like, yeah, and me, of course. I, I, my phone, instant record. I have, I have the video. Eventually, I'm gonna turn this into like a little cartoon short. So she's like, hey, and we're like, yeah, like all scared. And there's like, there's, I mean, what? And mind you, that we're all gigantic dudes in a van. The entire van is full of men who could handle themselves in a physical altercation. But a small woman attaches herself and lunges to our van. We all fall to pieces. We like, oh God, the demons. We're oh God, a mouse. Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and and we're like, yeah. And she's like, "Have y'all seen my ferret?" And we're like, what? And we're like, "Oh shit, it's ferret girl." <laughs> she was this girl running around the show in like the mosh pit, like high kicking people in the face with no shoes on, like some trailer park trash princess from backwater, you know, backwater town. And she has a ferret attached around her neck that is shooting around her neck and her arm and i swear i swear you guys will see it when this come out you're like that's what that psycho was talking about she had this ferret first and she ended up getting blackout drunk and losing the ferret now she is skipping through the parking lot asking everyone if they've seen her ferret what kind of a dumb idiot brings a ferret to a metal concert we can just start with that okay Uh, probably the same idiot that does uh, kicking motions without shoes in a mosh yes. pit. She, the same yeah. idiot who takes a ferret into a mosh pit. Ig- dude, exactly. I remember playing the show, and it's a, it's a packed house, smaller venue, just kind of like in the middle of nowhere, North Carolina. And I remember leaning over, and I'm like, dude, is that an effing ferret? I'm like, <laughs> I was like, and he's like, are you kidding me? You know what I mean? Like he mouths over. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> so she is, she's like, have y'all seen my ferret? And we're like, uh, no, what, uh, did you lose it? And she's like, I know y'all have it. And like her tone picks up and we're like, uh, we definitely don't have your ferret. She's like, you're going to give me my ferret. I'm going to break this window. And she starts trying to rip the window. I think she did PCP at this point because the window starts getting, making sounds. You know, oh I thought she was going to shatter the window Jeez. of our van. And I guess some other People drive by and they're like, yeah, you can give them blowjobs later as I drive by. And she's like, ah! like at them. And we're all like, we're going to die. We're going to get murdered by fair girl. She's going to stab us in the neck with her toe knife or something that she has, whatever she has in her, you know, in her clothing and her entourage here. She probably just used your fingernails. And she starts like ripping the door open. And of course, my guitarist, not, you know, I have always been a, a rule of, no disco hell and no hobos or bums. You always lock the door when you get in the car on tour. Homeless mm-hmm. people will open your door and try to get in your van. It's happened many a times. So <laughs> I always lock my, my passenger side doors locked. 
But Marty, our guitarist at the time, did not lock the driver's side door. He was running. She gets the door open and starts oh trying to climb God. in the van, screaming like a psychopath, trying to get her ferret that is not located in our tour van at all. Our merch guy in the back is, he is on another level and he's dying laughing. And he's farting because he's a pescatarian. And, and I don't know if you've smelled someone's farts who constantly eat proteins and fish. It's terrible. So he is dropping these stank bombs. I've got a psychotic girl from North or South Carolina clawing her way into my van, trying to get her ferret that isn't in our van. It took two other people from other bands that knew this girl to drag her from our van and for us to slam the door lock and hit the gas and peel out of the parking lot. Today <laughs> we almost got murdered by Ferret Girl. It sounds like you described like a skit I would see like on Reno 911. Yeah, <laughs> like, or South yep. Park. <laughs> did, oh. The scariest words has anyone spoken to me is, have y'all seen my ferret? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, all downhill I'm, from there. Glad everybody was okay. I mean, glad you guys were okay. Aside from the stink bombs, you know, destroying the van. And he's but. crying like you guys are laughing and just farting. Just he ate a whole thing of hummus and tuna fish, like oh an my hour. God. Yeah, that's that's what I had to deal with. I and I love and I will call him out, Mike Neal. His name is Mike Neal. I love him. I love him to death. I do. But dude, his farts were the worst. And before you go, I'll give you one more story because my brain's functioning now that okay, way. my okay. juices are flowing. So, and it always had to do with our guitarist, Marty. Somehow this kid, if trouble was about, he would sniff it out. That's what we'd always say. So we, it, it, I'll try to make it as, as fast and poised as I can. We were on tour, middle of America, or in a place called Four Corners, which is where four states meet. Yeah. I know Kansas, I think Kansas, Texas, I don't even know where the other ones are. Ge geographically, my brain's like, I don't know. Because the four um, corners we know is uh, Colorado, Utah, Arizona, New Mexico. Okay, so there's another one that, that involves uh, Kansas. Okay. So this is where the four states mean. It, 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 middle, literally middle of nowhere. And I mean like middle of nowhere. For my, I mean miles, there's nothing. So we, this, we have our 84 Winnebago at this time. Uh, we've upgraded from the van. Um, and now we have a Winnebago. All right. So this Winnebago has been going for thousands of miles. We've been on the road for I don't even know how long. It breaks down in the middle of nowhere. They send a tow truck. It doesn't work. We're there for a day. Have to stay the night on the side of the road. There's no cars coming. I'm talking like Jeepers Creeper style middle of nowhere. Finally, they send a pickup truck. And it's, a, it's, like, um, it's like a semi truck. Loads it up on the thing. There's five dudes plus our tour manager plus our merch guy. We're jammed in, in the back of a semi-truck who's towing us to the nearest town. The town is called Liberal, Kansas. If you don't know what that is, I've never heard of it until I pretty much had to live there for almost two weeks while we got our RV fixed. Um, it is where uh, they originated um, Wizard of Oz. Oh. That's where the, that, that town is. The guy who wrote Wizard of Oz based it out of there. Tornadoes, bing, bong, bing, all that stuff. Okay. Um, so we're cool. in the back of this uh, the back of this thing with this dude. And we're talking to him. And it, it smells. You can tell the dude like lives in there. He's got his buddy up front. We're jammed. I mean, jammed in the back of this, this um, semi-truck. And he's like, yeah, you know, some things happen every once in a while. Like, we just start talking. And they, they start going on. She's like, they're like, a lot of murders out here. 
you know, cops don't really bother with it because it's too far away to do anything. He's like, see that trailer park over there as we go? He's like, oh, yeah, a guy got murdered there last week. Someone cut his head clean off his body. His friend's like, yeah, that's right. It was a tragedy, I tell you that. It was just terrible, I tell you that. But it happens, right? And he looks at the other guy, and the other guy goes, it happens. And we're like, oh, my clowns. These guys are going to murder us and keep us in this semi-truck, dude. We're all dead. We're dead. This Kansas, in the middle of nowhere, Kansas, we're going to get raped and killed by these truckers. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, we didn't get killed. Obviously. We, obviously. <laughs> but we did get raped. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Rape is not funny. It's not, it's not funny. Uh, unless it's truckers raping adult men. Uh, <laughs> um, but on the seriousness, so we get out, we get out of the, the thing. We're like, oh my God, thank God. Oh, geez, we're safe. Um, drop us off uh, at the, the place that fixes like all the, all the semi trucks, whatever. The only one in town, take our RV. They're like, yo, look, uh, your stuff's blown. It's going to be like $2,500 to fix. We're young kids and we're like, how, how the heck are we going to afford to freaking fix our, you know, our RV? They're like, well, I don't know, figure it out. Luckily, we called someone new, new. We knew these girls who we partied with in Dallas that happened to know a stripper that lived up in liberal Kansas. She called her. That girl happened to her roommate just happened to be out of town and goes, yeah, sure. Let the band come up here. So we end up staying with this chick for like two and a half weeks, canceled the rest of our tour. We just moved in with this girl for two weeks, our entire band and crew, while the RV was getting fixed. I think like the engine blew or something happened. Like it was something or the tranny went or something. So we end up playing a show at the only bar in the in the town that was like I probably now there's more but this time there's like one bar or one major bar that everybody went to. So we played a show at that bar. We sold just enough tickets to pay the people who the the, the company or whatever that was fixing the RV. We made I think we made end up making like $2800 selling all our merchandise, selling tickets for people to get into the show. To make enough money to get our RV fixed. Before that happened, there was a day when the band sans myself, because I, I, I was always kind of a shut-in and stayed by myself and just smoked my cigarettes and was weird. Um, there was a day when the band went out and partied. They went out and partied a little too hardy. They partied so hard that Marty Party came out. Marty was our <laughs> rhythm guitarist. Marty Party, when Marty turns into Mar- when turned into Marty Party, Marty always, like I said, sniffed out trouble. So he decided to break away from said group and jog off into the woods. During his time in the woods, he found himself nude with horses. He found a horse pen. He got completely naked, found some horses, said he talked to them and understood that they wanted to be free. (laughs) This and this story is like immortal within our family and friends because this is like one of the craziest stories like that ever happened. He said he had a conversation with the horses. He understood where they were coming from, and he wouldn't want to be held in captivity too. Hence, why he took his clothing off. He let said horses loose. All the horses ran rampant through the woods. Marty fell asleep in the woods. Uh, walked his way out of the woods the next morning. Uh, some friends of ours found him walking down the road nude. The horses got loose uh, on the highway and caused a gigantic traffic jam for half a mile. 
Oh my god! And this, and this actually happened. And this, Wait. and I, I swear to, on my life, this happened. So, <laughs> and here's, here's the what was the wild part. So we're sitting there next morning, obviously myself, and I think I don't remember one, one other person stayed behind. I think it was like our merch guy or something. His name's Baby Nick. There was three Nicks in the band. He was the youngest, so he got the nickname Baby Nick. Um, we're sitting there and just being emo and smoking our cigs, like, yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> Come inside. We're watching TV, and all of a sudden, there's like all these like there's a police helicopter. There's all these horses. Uh, the helicopter flew in from the other county. There's all these horses going on the road, and we're like, "Whoa, that's crazy, dude!" They're like kicking the cops, they're like running around, jumping on the hoods of the cars. They're like trying to corral them. Cowboys are out there. We're like, "Dude, this place is weird, bro. We got to get out of here." Marty comes back. We're like, "There's like mud all over him. He just looks like he got the, the crap kicked out of him." We're like, what happened to you? And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. So he goes in, <laughs> sleeps for like a day and a half. That's what he does. He takes his comas and Marty party goes to sleep. He comes back as Marty Rubles, which is his nickname. He's back to normal. And he's telling us like a week later, he's like, you know, I had this really messed up dream. And we're like, yeah, okay. And what was it about? And he's sitting there. He's like, I had this dream. I like, I was talking to horses. And we're like, what the <laughs> okay. And he's like, yeah, dude. And he's like, and then I let him out. He's like, let them out of the cage, their pen. I was like, how, where? It took us three or four days later and it hit us. And it all started to come back. Marty was the one who drunkenly <laughs> let the horses out of their pen that caused the half a mile traffic jam that was kicking police and just caused an entire chaos utterly that this town of liberal, liberal Kansas has never oh seen before. God. I had this weird dream about letting out some horses. I wonder what it means. <laughs> That's exactly, we're sitting there in the RV, the little tables unfolded, you know, everybody's sitting on that. We're like, what the, what, what is he on about? What is he talking about? And, and a few days later, we're like, oh my god dude he's the one who let the horses out bro he's like oh! like we all like the entire rv erupts it just erupts in madness and like we're just freaking out like as if we just won a football game of celebration <laughs> like as you would have thought that we just got the heisman trophy that this college team has been fighting for you would have thought we were in the movie rudy <laughs> like I, somebody had i swear somebody had like the popper things you know like for the parties somebody's blowing like the like I don't even know what's going on. Just, just straight madness, and that that was the most amazing, probably one of the most amazing stories that we have as a band. So, I, I love that. Yeah, that's like an awesome. Like, but it's like, not to love. so the it's entire... highly unbelievable. I understand. It sounds like completely fabricated, and I oh, respect I... anybody who doesn't trust me or believe me. I wouldn't trust me either if you saw me. I I get it, but. It's a true story. I believe it. But like, so when you were talking the entire time, when you were talking about the semi-trucks, I was totally waiting. When they were talking about the murders, I was like, there was a part of me in the back of my head that was just like, and then you heard, have y'all seen my ferret? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Dude. Like, guess who the stripper was? <laughs> yeah, or like guess I... who's actual murderer? I wish, you know, I wish and I should have, <laughs> oh my God, I wish I could pull it up. The actual like sound of, I have the sound by, or the video of her. <laughs> saying hey i'll see my ferret like so depressed and so like alluring it was almost like arousing in the dark this woman's asking me for her her marsupial animal you know what i mean like, and i'm like I got a ferret for you yeah i'm like evening ma'am can i help you find your ferret you know what i mean like yeah oh god i wish 
I wish I had. I Even have the video. Can I so help I'm, you find your fear? <laughs> exactly, dude. Exactly, bro. Exactly. <laughs> uh, man, James, uh, Vegas is a very appropriate last name for you. You're highly entertaining. You're fun to talk to. You're you're a really good dude. We've we've enjoyed having you on. Um, where can everybody go to support you and support Modern Day Escape and uh, give you all that love and follow? So if you want to support MDE, I mean, there's uh, you can go on uh, Instagram. It's, uh, you know, at official MDE, Facebook.com slash Modern Day Escape, uh, Twitter at official MDE. Uh, go on Spotify, type in Modern Day Escape, just Google Modern Day Escape. Um, you can check out my OnlyFans, uh, OnlyFans.com, free corn dogs. Um, <laughs> you can just whatever you want to do. Just do you actually have an OnlyFans called Free Corn Dogs? <laughs> I should though. I, <laughs> only, be, be, oh, right now I'm all let down. Now, why, only, why, why, why did you, let, why did you give away the parrot? illusion? <laughs> yeah, where's my fair? <laughs> yeah. Only OnlyFans.com slash Who Let the Horses Out. Who Let the Horses Out. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, anywhere, dude. It's any any slash of support helps. So absolutely, James. Yeah. Again, uh, it, you have been an awesome guest. It's been highly entertaining talking to you. It's it's just like what we talked about even before recording. Your humor is right at home with ours, and uh, it's just been a blast. Thank you for coming on here, man. Yeah, awesome man. It's a, it's an honor to be here. I'm glad you guys are part of the first and only podcast tour. That's 2020s yeah. stay at home MDE podcast tour. Yeah, you well, guys. Well, we we thank you. We were honored to be a part of it. Sick. I'll send you some promo mats too, uh, so you guys can have it and then uh, promote it. And then yeah, just uh, everybody play the tagging game and tag each other. You got to do, man. Fuck yeah. All right, James. And everyone else, this has been another special band showcase episode. Thank you for hanging out with us this time. And we will make sure to talk about horror and music with you next time. Bye. Bye.
face to face. Hit a poor sweat.